Gorkuts Jokuk podcastinos keltines pubirasislakit. And welcome back, you guys, to those very slippery, slimy, gooey, slap-happy boys show Spooktacular the Third, otherwise known as the Boys Go Bump Podcast. My name is Luis, and I am joined by my two friends here. Introduce yourselves, fellas. Uh, it's, it's me, Liam, you spooky boy. This boy is my bitchy <laughs> And, yeah, you're the spooky boy, Woody. Me myself, innit? What a spooky voice. <laughs> Damn. The smoothest of intros every week. Every week. Week in, week out. Nail it. Yeah. Boom. It just went like like it says on the script. It's great. So, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> this is your first week joining us. I apologize. I you've made a mistake. Just Yeah, leave now. Try again some somewhere else. Different podcasts is probably better for you. But if you want to hang around. That is a wiki, a weekly chat, a weekly chat about horror films, international horror films, specifically obscure ones. The more obscure, the better. Which has sort of prompted us this week to have a, a bit of a reminisce. Uri, Uri has a bit of a tale, actually. Yeah. A spooky experience he's had. Uh, in the film that we're looking at today, there is a, a bit of a haunted house. And Uri, we understand that you've had a, an experience of your own. Is that is that correct? Yeah. During the film, it kept, it kept getting, giving me flashbacks of... <laughs> that time when I, <laughs> I went to hell. Every time, every time the house appeared, just like flat flashback in the face of the time where me and a couple of friends just started exploring the haunted houses in the region, and we got to one called Villa Carmen, which roughly translates to the house of Carmen. So, spooky. <laughs> 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 It was a really old house. Apparently, like, haunted houses are built next to highways, so. That's <laughs> all <laughs> the ghosts. The ghosts have to get to work somehow, man. You can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, think of the ghosts. So we got to the Villa Carmen next to the highway. We decided to explore a bit because we were young and careless in those good old days. So basically, me and two other dumb fucks. <laughs> exploring a house a haunted is, house was the house was the house like unoccupied was it like abandoned or is this someone's yeah yeah house? yeah no it was like old old like from I don't know maybe 200 years ago okay so it's not like house. you guys were just like three young dudes to like go to some <laughs> like oh, whatever got house. like where's where's Carmen she's like fuck off man no, so it was this house, and it was next to a pond. So we 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 tried to go around the house, and okay. we saw some light inside, Ooh, next to the pond. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and right when we when we stepped, when we saw the light, like we saw something move, some like little screech, like a scream, like an old lady scream. Did you scream? I mean, no, <laughs> I, I, I no, my was the and the. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so we ran back to the car, which is next to the highway. And the, the car. <laughs> it really has a great access point, doesn't 
<laughs> it did. I mean, it was like a like a huge highway and a little road. Just never mind. It was next to the highway. What happened? Me, my two other friends, and my poop in my pants, just <laughs> in the bed, and the car wouldn't start, and the car wouldn't start, and we saw like a figure in the, like in the in the tall grass of the pond, and right at that moment the car started, and we got the fuck out of there like, like real quick next to the highway. And we got to our house and no one. Oh, you need a highway, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, I wish there was a highway right next to here so we can <laughs> escape quickly. Oh, <laughs> look at yeah. here, man. <laughs> yeah, as far, as far as haunted houses go, whoever's haunting that it doesn't doesn't have easy access to the folks. It's like they can just get away. <laughs> I mean, here Not things are way different. <laughs> You gotta get places and and place and haunted houses are places. So go together. Damn, it's gonna be one of the most the most uh, highway heavy haunted tales I've ever heard, Uri. Thanks, well, thanks for that gem, my boy. Buckle up for next week. Here. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you ever Did you ever find out what it was? Like, did you have any idea? Did you ever go back to the house to to? to <laughs> I mean, we did. Yeah, we did a couple of times because. Like we were bored as fuck, so. <laughs> <laughs> and anything yeah. else happened, or was it just you know? No, it out? turns out it turns out like I mean it was easy to go there, so we just went. There. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on the highway again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like a Macca's run. It's like oh no, hit up Carmen's for a quick spook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you wonder what Carmen doing this fine Saturday. I <laughs> just go there. No, but it turns out like there was the front part of the house. It was dissolved, like that no one lived there. It was kind of falling apart, also. But in uh-huh. the back, there was like a bit more of a more modern part of the house, which I think someone actually lived there. And it had like a, <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> this the house trespassing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I thought you said it was abandoned, dude. I mean, it was. <laughs> But on final exploring, we just found out that it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah. so there you go. Someone lives there and has like, Damn. I don't know, tomatoes in the backyard or something. <laughs> we didn't so steal any. To sum up, you and, three, you and two friends or two, three friends uh, drove on a highway, stopped at someone's house, <laughs> shot yourself. Yes. Uh, and then left. And then left. Yeah. And came back. Pretty good. Yeah. We should write. We should write our own uh, short film on this, on on this, and create it. We should. It'd be better than Gilbelly's, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Carmen is a better actress. Stay Highway to Hell. Highway. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, flashbacks from Carmen. Flashbacks, man. Flashbacks. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, so so. So going on to this week's this week's film, yeah, there is there is a bit of a spooky house. Essentially, this this film is called Baskin, Baskin, Baskin. I'm not too sure how to pronounce that. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. It is a 2015 Turkish film, and funnily enough, Turkey's come up a lot recently in the last five years. They've had a lot of a lot of horror films. They've been releasing sort of really really getting getting into it. There's one series I think that has like seven entries into it. Like they're really churning them out. <clears throat> but yeah, this one this one is a 2015 film. And it essentially centers on a group of five policemen, I believe. And they are essentially hanging out at a diner at night, get a call to come and investigate this this house that they're asked to provide backup to another unit that had run at this old house. 
and essentially figure the house all kinds of spooky nonsense goes on and essentially it is sort of an allegory for the descent into hell a lot of grisly murder a lot of gore yeah it's not it's pretty plot light i suppose what did you guys think about this one i mean i felt ill by the end (laughs) there's a lot of gore and a lot of is cooked I mean, I, I also like, I thought the the plot was a bit weak also, but I kind of like the, the aesthetic of like all this kind of macabre and, and like really old kind of satanic vibes. I, mean, I find it interesting. I, yeah, I like the aesthetic. Absolutely. I like the cinematography with this one. I don't know if you guys yeah, it, the color was really cool. Like, mm, it looks reds, good. Blues, oranges, like green lighting. Like it was really, it was actually pretty colorful, which was interesting. Yeah. It was moody and like, but it, and it was shot really cool, like some of the shots and everything, and it looked good, like the the gore and everything. It looked yeah you know, realistic and all the makeup and the the special effects. That was like it was pretty well done. I thought considering the budget, which I think was I think it was barely four hundred thousand US, and it was filmed. Oh my god! What was that? Sorry, sorry. This is coming down the highway. Carmen, it's coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> she's been uh, silent and just <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah apologize yeah, so filmed... no you're right man. it was filmed over about a month it, and the entire film is set at night so there's about 28 nights of filming 400k and they did a really good job like they actually have uh, you know quite an, a, a large number of, of actors in this it's... yeah it's a big cast and yeah just yeah the, the visuals are really nice how it's shot the scenes are set like you know set up nicely it's nice to look at. Like it's it's a it's a visually interesting film. One one big character in the film is the main villain, I suppose, Baba or the father. Uh, so this is a guy. They essentially the, the policemen enter this house. Essentially, they quote unquote descend into hell. This this twisting staircase that they descend down into, and they find a bunch of yeah. you know messed up, crazy, sadist kind of sex cult violent crap. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. led by this this guy called Baba. He was a, a creepy creepy looking guy. Yeah, it was disturbing, and he's like a real person. At first, I thought it was makeup, and then like a real person. And he's, he's yeah, yeah. I I understand he has some kind of a skin condition or something where he's yeah he's basically I think he's completely hairless. Like, I mean, a lot of the film he's not yeah. packing many clothes, smooth head, and 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 his features are quite striking. So like he he definitely yeah. comes across as well. Like, what's you know, who is this character? Like, it's he's very otherworldly, I guess. Yeah, and he's got this sort of hood like he's already always hooded for the start and then he pulls it off and then yeah it's confronting he's like very wrinkled on face and then he's he's very short and then he takes yeah. off the like the robe and he's like shredded I was like <laughs> damn boy yeah the dude <laughs> he's been packing. doing some curls he has. Yeah. he's intimidating um, as heck yeah yeah he's, he's and he's got a, a creepy voice as well like he's got this really deep voice and he's very onimous, onimous, onimous. Really onimous, ominous. Yeah, the the it was very well cast. He he played that role yeah. very well. It was yeah, for sure. It really does a trick. Like everything, well, everything comes together with this character. Kind of like the 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 visuals, like the way he talks and everything, kind of sets you in for which that would what actually is the cult leader so i mean like you said it's really well found yeah absolutely and so what did you guys think then i guess more more broadly like the whole the whole house scene because essentially the start of it it's kind of foreboding and it kind of like 
it hints that there's some there's some stuff going on. The cult leader kind of appears in the bathroom with the diner that police men are in, and one of the guys gets kind of spooked, and it's kind of like nudging you towards there being something going on. But it takes a, a while for any real quote unquote action or like scary or yeah. disturbing stuff to happen. It went from zero to a hundred real it did, quick. Yeah. 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 One of the one of the characters gets sort of split off from the others when they're in this hell or this this mansion thing, yeah. and he suddenly like what did he what did he see again? He heard something or follows something, and then suddenly there's just like a blood orgy going yeah. on. Like, Literally, oh, yeah. shit! What? <laughs> he just turns a corner and there's like, <laughs> and like blood, <laughs> and it's like cutting. <laughs> cutting everywhere and there's just like blood and like all these weird uh like mutated figures yeah like, driving around and then he's just like, loses his shit which is you know pretty understandable because yeah. it's just <laughs> then, yeah he's just with his boys you know yeah he was already having a bad time though he was like he was looking in a mirror and then he was like started screaming at the start that was like the first kind of yeah the first sense that spooky yeah. you always knew he was he was gonna be <laughs> done pretty early and he just got the vibe he was you know gonna be a victim <laughs> for sure and that yeah, yeah totally that the, the zero the, the zero to 100 thing is is really accurate it doesn't really give you much gore or anything i mean the film isn't really scary in terms of jump scares or like you know things pumping mm-hmm. out or necessarily like i mean I, I didn't find it visually scary i was more just disturbing and like gross to look at yeah and they didn't they didn't build that much tension or anything but i don't think i tried to because I don't think they went for that tension building. Like there was creepy stuff going on, and you got the vibe that there was underlying like yeah things. It wasn't like Casa Mura or whatever, where like you know you yeah. really felt the tension build, and then there'd be a yeah. jump scare or something sudden would happen. Whereas this was just yeah yeah just showing you disturbing. You were aware things weren't right, but you weren't like oh shit. Like, yeah, it definitely yeah it just made you uncomfortable. Um, yeah, the only yeah the only tension that's Built so the only tension that I feel is like when, when well, they basically have a car crash and that's the thing that leads to the they finding the house. Yeah, I think the only tension that is built there is when they have like the car crash, the like there's like a family of homeless people. I think. Yeah, maybe. I'm not too sure. Maybe they're like farmers or homeless people. It's out in the country. I'm not really sure who they are. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird, and I don't know what that links to in terms of like. Because you're, the only things that <clears throat> kind of build tension are on the way to the to the house, like one of the policemen knows about this house, and it always said that well, spooky things happened here, and that he heard a lot of tales when he was young. And then when they when they have the car crash, like this family of homeless people, also when they take all of them there, they're like, "Oh, yeah, you're coming to the to that place." We know a couple of things about, them. and then yeah. like that, that's everything. And by yeah. the way, when the when one of these homeless guys leads them to the to the house, when he will, <laughs> when he like returns to his family, he's like. Yeah, fuck you, pigs! Fuck the police! Fuck off! And just yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 muttering to yeah, himself. Yeah, he straight up led them to hell, and I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Fuck the police!" Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was weird. I didn't get their link. I don't know because I guess should we talk about now that like there's sort of so there's Zor- Zoroastrianism, which is like okay. yeah, for sure, super super old religion. 
I guess Lewis, you you know you know a bit more about it than me, but there's there's a lot of links to the ideas that this religion holds and this movie, like the idea of Baba the Father. So our our main sort of character from the film, his name is Arda. That in this religion, there's sort of a savior type figure, and he has to go through these trials. And there are a lot of links between things that he does and this religion. Like there's there's something like he's re reborn from a lake. And after they go into the water in this car crash, they, he sort of gets he gets pulled out of the water, and there's this big scene where he's like floating in there. And by the lake, there's like the bridge that would lead to the house, and there's this yeah. description of like passing across this bridge into the you know the other world kind of thing is is a part of the Zoroastrianism, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of links for sure, yeah, and it definitely helps contextualize because I don't know, I mean, I, I know Uri before you were mentioning how you felt it was like the plot was kind of weird like you didn't get the ending either you didn't get a lot of the main yeah like i found yeah exactly it seems a little bit erratic like a lot of the plots kind of like things happen and it's like spooky weird disturbing shit and then just kind of like it's like what what was all that about but with that context yeah. I think it definitely helps yeah, yeah after after you told me this i i kind of got it more but even like even if you know about this Zoroastrianism, uh it's a it's kind of a hard film to get everything absolutely that's yeah that's why i brought it up because i'm not sure like those those homeless people like I, I don't know if they linked somehow to it like if there's someone who leads them like is there's a leader to hell of the like the these people who like but it was a bit weird they were kind of random and yeah it was they, but I suppose equally there could just be things that they just include because it's spooky like they could just do it because it's yeah, yeah weird spooky i like that i don't know i like when there's some sort of explanation like they just sort of put them there and they're like oh look they're here just cause and like and you yeah. won't see them again. It did feel a little uh, bit forced, but you're right. It definitely yeah. could have a link that's not apparent to us. And I suppose because yeah, it, we're all, you know, a couple of couple of Western fellas. We're not really exposed <laughs> to this, this religion so much, so we're not yeah. aware of it enough to think, oh, you know, like, hey, this is possibly yeah. linking to this idea. Whereas the religion's from it's from, you know, it's a per, it's from Persia. I from what I understand it was it was originated in Persia and Middle East. So it's Obviously, if you're from Turkey and you're you know right near there, you're going to have more exposure to it. Maybe audiences are more aware of that stuff, so it makes more sense to them. Yeah, I, I think the ideas of the of Arda, this main character, it was, it was really cool the way he sort of like yeah, yeah for sure went through these trials. I think that that makes his character make much more sense to me. Like after after seeing it, I was like, oh, that was it. I didn't really kind of get what he was doing, but then like yeah. the and fact that, like the flashbacks and the visions and stuff. And like he, he sort of gets this key at the end from uh one of the other characters who like Through a that's, that's as well. Like it's very yeah. it's very like, yeah. you know, trippy, like not really real, but he's kind of hallucinating or imagining this stuff while he's tied up and almost gonna get killed by the by the father, by Baba, this you know, the big cult leader and he just whips this this key out of his out of his head, I guess and out of his neck into the boy's head and yeah neck, yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah. he pulls it that's pretty disgusting it is yeah and he it sticks is. it right in his forehead <laughs> and he falls back like oh yeah and then when the father's on the floor he grabs this like little bench and absolutely just destroys his head like the first hit he slams down you just see Arda's face and it's like a whole bucket of uh like chicken guts just like <laughs> <laughs> It's just like splats and he smashed it four times and it keeps just like that yeah. that boy had a lot of shit in his head. Because <laughs> yeah, explosive. 
without that key thing, like, because from what I understand, there's, there's, there's links to the key sim- symbology in Zoroastrianism, potentially. Yeah. So without that, it's like you're watching this film and, and this man is tied up, about to be killed and tortured. And he just, you know, grabs a key from his imagination, essentially, and pops it in this guy's head. Like, without that context, you'd be like, what, what am I What am I watching? Like, what is, what is yeah. this? So yeah. definitely, it's it's fun. Like even if you don't understand the context, it's still fun and and goofy, kind of goofy in some ways and surreal. But it definitely gives it more. And another thing that I felt was kind of not really explained, and I didn't even get from like reading a bit more about it, was like the so what's the what's the older what's the police chief's name? Appa. Like there's the there's the big fat one. Appa. Yeah. Yeah, and so like he keeps mentioning how like I promised your uncle. Like I'd look after you, and it's never really—I yeah. don't know—because this artist, his parents had died at some point, like in the past yeah. year ago or something. But he's like, "Yeah, when he, uh, your uncle made me promise not to let you get hurt." But it was—he kept sort of mentioning his uncle, and it never really came to anything. I don't know if you guys felt. Like yeah, it, it, weird, did, or... it did feel like it, it was meant to be. Yeah, it, it was mentioned more than what you'd think it would be mentioned as just a throwaway character trait. Yeah. And because, yeah, these two guys essentially had some sort of spiritual connection. Like they, in these visions, he'd have, they too, they would chat. And this police chief, he seemed to know what was going on the whole time. Like he he seemed to know that they'd been summoned to hell or summoned to this this loop that they got stuck in. But he didn't really do much about it, apart from like donating a key from inside his neck at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But like he, it was, it was a bit, I felt it was weird how he kind of seemed to know what was going on, but. Yeah. didn't do anything about it yeah. until like he died um, I think it had something to do about with because he, they kept referring to Arda as the chosen one more than once in the movie yeah. it was kind of related like maybe like his this person the boss you know, the father was like the the one who guided him through maybe his tasks and his the things he had to go through to yeah. complete the circle or something like this about this kind of religion maybe this was his role and yeah. so that maybe explains how he knows about these things like as in like yeah. in that religion there might be like a guardian figure is that what you're getting at yeah yeah, yeah. something along those lines yeah for sure yeah and yeah he definitely fills that role i just felt like there was i don't know he just like yeah he was guiding him but also he didn't do much as his character himself in the in the bits that weren't like these visions like it was just maybe i guess it was his perception because he was like a father figure to him like in his he was yeah. realizing these things in his own head it came through him because he was like a fatherly figure to exactly him. because as you like, said so, yeah. he's only guided through the visions by the police chief that character apple does literally exist with him and is a part of the crew that they are with they go to this yeah. house but as you say the actual apple in quote-unquote in real life doesn't ever guide him directly in the way he does in the visions. So it may be, yeah, a figment of his imagination that's acting as a guiding force for sure. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. I think like, like as much as the plot's pretty light, like there's a lot of aspects and symbols and there's a recurrence of the frogs being just sort of like foreboding imagery that signals something's going to go wrong or something's not right. And there's the whole, yeah. like how there's the, the when all the, the police guys are, are tied up and caught in this, in this basement or this, you know, the hellscape, I guess, under the house, it's like the the father guy is removing their eyes, and all the all the the cultists have you know blindfolds on, and they're all all blinded, and it's, it's a lot of like really obvious imagery that is going on that I think 
without like properly delving into the Zoroastrianism angle or whatever other angle there may be that the director used to to tell this story, it's hard to really understand it because none of it's really explained or none of it's really given uh, given to you in a way that's intuitive enough to work out what it means by just watching the film alone. Like you'd have to do research to work this stuff out. Mm. It's still fun. Yeah, there are there are so many links to this kind of religion. That I think it it is kind of cool, like reading about it after and seeing all these little links. Like even apparently yeah. one bit at the start, it's one of them scratching. There's a shot where they one of them scratching their foot, and apparently that's symbolism for like they're about about to go on a journey, like itchy yeah. feet. Like it's cool with all these like tiny little things. Totally, it just shows that they've put a lot of thought into it. All these like minor details that you don't really realize, and then they. Yeah, like a lot of there's a lot of foreshadowing sort of in these things, like about what's there is gonna happen, and if you have any good knowledge of this religion, I guess it'll make a bit more sense on the first watch. Yeah, which is the thing, right? Like it's the <laughs> yeah. same with any of these films we're watching. We're not familiar with some of these ideas from mm. you know in our in our own cultures. Same with like the um, <clears throat> the Noroi the Curse. Like although the imagery in Noroi was obviously linked to shintoism like japanese religious beliefs so unless you understand those beliefs some of the imagery they would have used and some of the the terminology and some of the myths or or references to myths you're not going to get unless you are a part of that culture so like coming from our angle it's you know it's cool and it's fun it's weird but you know it's when you delve into that stuff that you really start to appreciate what the filmmakers have done well you know and it really implemented in there to make it more than just random spooky shit you know which so many i feel like so many american and and Western films tend to do because it's like, oh, look at this, it's spooky. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, it's scary and disturbing, and people are being killed, and there's ghosts and demons, but none of it's actually of substance or, or a cohesive whole in, in many ways. So it's definitely cool, even though it's confusing as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's some, there's <laughs> yeah. some scene where, uh, uh, I guess, a lady, like, with a really creepy, like, goat skull mask or something, like yeah. a. And just just gives birth to like a big rock or like I don't know if it was a rock, but it made a big clunk when it hit the ground. I I laughed at that. I'll be honest, that was weird. <laughs> she just put her hands up on the wall, kind of squatted, and then like a big lump just came out. I was like, what? Yeah, because it's a really intense. Like essentially, one of the police guys gets the the father guy tries to force him to be a part of the cult. So he, you know, removes his eyes and is telling him like, you know, don't fail me, don't fail me. Basically forces him to inseminate this weird slave woman thing she's another cult member and then he's you know the father guy's unhappy with this guy's whatever he's done here and he kills him but then yeah as you say this woman fucking just gives birth to a rock looking i don't know if it was meant to be like it's calcified fetus or something yeah i think but it was just so unexpected i didn't i was like what am i watching my thought was that they were trying to summon yeah. some sort of demon. So they, they killed the guy, right? Because they, they weren't satisfied with whatever that's, yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. So I think maybe it was like it was meant to summon something or yeah. something like that and it didn't go right, which is why it was just like, yeah. But it was just a weird, like, it was like what, what is going on? So much um, of that final, that final section is just whack. Like as soon as you get to the house, yeah. I mean, before that leading up to it's a bit weird, the house, it's just like, as you say, our boy enters yeah. the room. There's freaking blood orgies. Then there's people getting hacked up. There's people bloody. I think there was one dude giving a dude fellatio where someone was like hacking up a bit of meat. Like it was. There was so yeah. much, like intense, and weird, these fast cuts. And then there's just a shot of like these uh, uh, like skin, like full body, like skin mm-hmm. that had been peeled off or something, and like hanging on coat hangers on the wall. I was like, oh, I had to pause <laughs> for a sec to like yeah, <laughs> compose myself for those. 
was, yeah, that shit makes me uncomfortable. Like I said, I felt yeah. it made me feel sick. For sure. Uri, did you find that was like disturbing or scary? Like, what did you feel about that kind of the gory stuff? Like, what was yeah. your general opinion of it? Because I didn't find it scary, but like Liam, it was definitely gross and not nice to look at. I yeah, I didn't find it like that scary either, but it, it did make an impact, like all the gory stuff and that it kept repeating and without really a, a, a clear objective. Like, you know, it, okay, it, it helps to the. Like this aesthetic of the cult and the demonic things and everything, but I mean, I I think it it fits well in the movie, and it's it, I mean it's kind of well made. It it disturbs you a little bit, but I think it's also the the objective of the gothic things. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that uh yeah uh, a weak point of the thing, the film is like as you said, the symbology loses you a little bit, it makes you question things that are not. Are not explained, and you just stand there like so. You don't know what's happening, and you start seeing like all these things: the the rock baby and the, <laughs> the, rock baby. the people, <laughs> Dwayne the people rock like <laughs> because every there's a lot to 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 take yeah. in, and not the like not many of those things are, are explained. So that's. I got lost a little bit in the movie. And especially, yeah, I agree with that because even, yeah, it does require you to do research or if you're not familiar with that culture, exactly, yeah. with that religion or, or whatnot that seems to be influenced by. The, what did you think about the ending as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like as we explained, Arda uh, puts the key in the, the cot with his head and everything. Yeah, yeah. He manages to to get out of the house and to get back to the, to the road. So... Also, flashbacks from last week. There were there was a highway. <laughs> the kill villains. The kill villains. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets to the road, and lo and behold, he gets hit by uh no by you know, by the police van which was previously. I mean, okay, it's the same police van. Yeah. That he was going to. Earlier. I mean, you explain it better. I'm. The idea is that, as as mentioned before, they've gone from the diner. They go to investigate this house. But on the way, they hit something or someone in their van, and the van careens off into the lake, and they have to go on foot to the house. The idea is that, as you say, his ardor has come out of this haunted house after they've already crashed initially. Go to the house. They go to the you know the hell thing. The crazy bullshit happens. Ardor escapes, but he comes back to the road, and it turns out that he was the one that seemed to have caused car accident to start with so basically him getting hit at the end kind of like closes the loop i guess because yeah. there's a scene right at the end it shows the van and there's no one in there yeah. so essentially he saved his friends by yeah sort of going through all these trials and smashing in the <laughs> bubba's head and like yeah because all, normally all in those scenes you would see the, the the bodies or the you know the unconscious bodies of the other policemen, but the final shot is the same, similar shots they had earlier on with the van, but there's no one in there. So yeah, I, yeah. and again, that scene, that's, if you consider the whole Zoroastrian angle and the whole idea of the savior figure, like releasing mankind or releasing the, the mm. followers of this religion from this loop of like suffering, it makes sense. Like you understand, oh, okay, this, this ending makes sense. But without that, I don't yeah. know before we explained that to Uri before, like it's, it's like what the what the fuck? Like it's it's such a yeah. bizarre, unexpected ending that makes no sense. Yeah, because the the idea in the religion is that the savior like, sacrifices himself to exactly. to close. Like yeah, 
so that that's kind of it. But yeah, I, I didn't really get that either until sort yeah. of I looked at things afterwards. At like, whereas I, so I guess it it definitely it was definitely a better ending than the Kill Billy's like car. Yeah. I feel like that one was just like, oh, she survived. Let's just exactly. why not have a car just hit her? Whereas this, there was actually some thought behind <laughs> why, like what was going on. It wasn't just yeah. like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> still like ultimately like even though there is context and, and rationale for it i feel like it's it's hard because it relies so heavily on that context for it to not be a letdown that for me when i first finished it i was like oh like what was that that was yeah yeah not really fulfilling it felt yeah. more fulfilling than the than the kill Billies because it has a time loop aspect it's like okay it's kind of cool yeah. in a way but Stop. And the characters actually had some substance in yeah. this film. Yeah, characters had some sort of. But still, like I, I don't know about you guys, but like it still felt on 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 viewing it without the context and without understanding the context, which you can't possibly mm. understand going into this. Like you can't if you're not familiar with Zoroastrianism, yeah. you're not going to know what is up. That still made me feel like a bit let down. Like, did you guys feel the same? Yeah, definitely. After I, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I still felt ill, and I was like, just what? <laughs> I was like, not again, not another Kill Billy's yeah. ending. <laughs> wow. yeah. And then, yeah. So, yeah, it sort of, it makes me think more positively of the film, like, uh, after the fact. You know, when I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, all right then. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's how it's going to be. And so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a hard one to... I mean, I liked Time Loop. I thought it was uh, a good way to end the movie because it, it shows you that really everything is connected in the... And, like they're not just entering there because someone called they're there for a reason and this kinda confirms it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The fact that it connects back to it, it kind of is, is, is an interesting aspect. But the shots, the very intentional final shots of a van make no sense without the context. Because the final shots of this of an empty van in a lake, you're like, What am I looking at? Why are you showing me this? Like Yeah. Yeah, you have to understand. Yeah, I guess so. they they did mention it in the film that like so Apo told uh Mm. that they'd been summoned here yes so i guess that was some sort of yeah. um, suggesting this idea that they they weren't physically there but they were like, like summoned to this hell sort of and the fact world, that the signature so. happens after they literally descend a staircase into a place yeah you know like yeah. it's, it's rumored to be they mentioned shrines being there and stuff like the language yeah. they use the summon the the chosen one stuff like, there's a lot of language that infers it's not reality yeah i don't know i, I can we talk about my favorite scene yeah so the good thing about as you said the good thing about these guys is like these guys these characters are clearly flawed like you start out the film and they're kind of assholes like they're talking about these basically this one dude talks about prostitutes and, and all kinds of nonsense and then the, the bus boy overhears it and they get into a fight essentially like these guys aren't necessarily the best people but there is a, a scene where they're in their van on their way to uh to, to answer this call and I don't know. It was it was pretty great stuff. You want to describe that one, Liam, in the in the van? So, <laughs> boys, put on an absolute banger, which you just, <laughs> you just heard, and it's just it's huge. They're all singing along to it, and then our boy Apo <laughs> even drops a freestyle. He's like. He's like, but in Turkish, like, my name is Apo. <laughs> We're going to hell. No, not really, but. <laughs> yeah, even though it was bizarre, I was kind of endearing, like, 
to do yeah. instead of having a good time and having a you know like it was like that that uh that little little you know little bit of bliss before you know they descended into yeah. some real bad shit absolutely a moment with the boys <laughs> at the start i definitely didn't like nine i mean apart from the the the, the driver fellow that got spooked in the bathroom by the, the the image of you know of the cult leader appearing behind him that fella is the only one maybe apart from Arda, that i had any sympathy for like the other guys mostly assholes like trying to start yeah, like disrespectful like you know yeah. had stories that were pretty demeaning towards you know women and, and this and that like it was pretty sus yeah. but you come to understand that they maybe have some redeeming features i guess so that yeah it's interesting and it, it makes it more of an interesting scenario than you know fucking kill billies where you don't yeah. care about them at all you didn't have any feelings about them you know if they were good or bad people you had no clue like no idea because this way there was at least some complexity to them, which was definitely, it's a nice, yeah. nice change. Yeah, you had some, like, yeah, just like I said before, substance. Like, they had yeah. something to them. They weren't just like, oh, I'm a dumb blunt, and oh, yeah. I'm bad at being a model, and I'm moody. <laughs> and it was, it was also more interesting then, because then they're not the best dudes, but they're still being tortured and killed by crazy cultures. So you're like, oh... This, they're not the greatest, but these guys are definitely way worse than them. So it's kind of like degrees of, of, of that, yeah. I guess, which is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, one of them was a, like a, an absolutely massive prick, though. Oh, and no. I didn't feel that bad when he got his eye cut out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yavuz, yeah. Yes. He was the guy that was telling these fun yeah. stories and trying to find the bus boy. And he was the one that was essentially forced to inseminate the weird goat woman thing. And was killed. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? You're a piece of shit, ultimately. That's... The scene where he got his eye cut out by Baba, by the father, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Like, that was probably the most tense yes. for me. I felt like he was he was up. It was, you know, he got up really close to his face and he was tied up. Yeah, and he was, like, telling him to open his mind to him. Like, uh, yeah. Which I guess, yeah, is more links to the exactly. religion Opening thing. And then, um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he's gonna take like take his eyes, and he just like he says his name once, like slowly, and the guy opens his eyes, and then he just like plunges this little knife into it, yeah, and like gouges it out, and it's all this, and then, <laughs> and then he just licks the knife, and then sticks his tongue in the empty eye socket, which is gross as shit. But like, it's filming. Yeah. It's gross as shit. That's I think gross as shit. That could be the alternate title, and it would be just fitting. Disgusting. Yeah. It's gross as shit the boys in the van like uh, <laughs> the boys on tour <laughs> that's, that's my favorite <laughs> so i guess uri do you want to you want to give us a bit of a rundown of your you know your rating how do you feel about this one overall out of out of five coming from kill willies everything is an upgrade so uh i yeah i i like I enjoyed this film. Like it was not, it didn't feel that long. It was one hour and a half, and it it wasn't slow. That's a good thing about it. And I also like the aesthetic, but I felt lost in the plot most of the film. I think I give it two buckets of frogs out of five. Nice, nice. It's my rating <laughs> to unexplained buckets of frogs. Yeah. So for me, yeah, kind of similar thing. Like, I, I mean the. <laughs> <laughs> the the absolute Turkish rave in the van gave me <laughs> gave it an extra whole point for me. I, I just I was a scene and uh but yeah I was like I I, I didn't <laughs> I don't think 
I did I did enjoy it. Like it was it was a cool vibe. You could tell there was underlying things going on with his visions, and then it just like the gore was a bit much for me. I'm like, it makes me uncomfortable. But you know that's what it was. That's what it was there for. And yeah, but I the same kind of thing. I guess like I didn't really know what was going on when I initially watched it, so I feel like I can't give it that higher rating. But definitely with the context. I don't want to rate it too low either because <laughs> yeah. like, it was cool. I, th- I think it, it was really cool, these links. But yeah, basically I'm going to give it a, a three and a half <laughs> Turkish van raves. <laughs> Good hustle. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel pretty similar to you boys. Like visually really fun, really interesting. The characters were you know, interesting enough to hold me. The cult was really cool. They had some really nice aesthetics. The symbology was really interesting. The plot, be it, it's, you know, be it our fault for this, you know, this film not being targeted to our cultural, to people from our, you know, our, our neck of the woods, or be it just because the film doesn't do a good job of explaining this stuff at all. It was hard to follow. It was hard to see how these plot points are meaningful and these vision things were meaningful and all this stuff. So I think without context, I'd have to give it two and a half eye gougy boys out of five but with context like yeah easily three and a half like it was it was enjoyable i really i really did it was a, it was a good time um, <laughs> as good as a time could be watching people get themselves disemboweled and their eyes cut out but yeah as far as horror goes it's not really my vibe of horror like it's very visceral gory shit but it, you got the you got you know you got the job done i got it it was obviously not aiming for spooks or tension necessarily um did a good yeah. job yeah two Two and a half without context, three and a half with. Yeah. Strong, strong movie. Maybe got the only bit lost, but overall, yeah, it has a pass. <laughs> harsh, harsh words <laughs> from Highway Uri. Uh, not enough fucking highways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the flashbacks were too, too strong. <laughs> he couldn't focus. <laughs> do, do we have time for a quick email? From the yeah, our email segment. I think Liam has another yeah. email. He's he's ran it up from our Gmail account, which you guys can can write into uh, at the boys go bump. That is b o i z at gmail.com. Yeah, take it away, Liam. What are the fans saying this week? Send them in. Yeah, so as you know, as I previously mentioned, we've got the best fans in the world. Uh, uh, this one's from uh, uh, Johnny four twenty at gmail.com. He's, uh, he's, so he says, um, hey, boys, love the pod, boys. Just want to say, Liam sounds like he drives a Lambo. Uri <laughs> <laughs> and that other guy sound more like they drive a Prius. That's just the vibe I got from listening. Thanks anyway, boys, Johnny. <laughs> wow. I guess. Thank, thank you, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for thank the you feedback, for Johnny. Um <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't actually own a Lambo. I appreciate it. I don't know why I allow this shit to happen. Best fans in the world, what can I say? (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, on that note, strong from Johnny. I think we'll round this one up. Next week, boys, I believe. I mean, this may change, but for now, I believe we're going to be looking at an Indian film called Horror Story. It looks incredibly cheesy, and I'm super keen. It's going to be it's going to be a good yeah. time. Horror Story, what, an, uh, what a huge name! Yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's doing a great job there. 
Uh, yeah, well, I guess follow us on the on the LinkedIn, donate to OnlyFans, get in on the TikToks, jump on the MySpace, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Take care. Ciao for now. Peace and love, baby.